Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for tuning in. We're ready to take it to the next level today by unblocking the things that get in the way and create procrastination in our life. We're going to talk about what is procrastination, why do we do it, and how can we stop? So let's start with what is procrastination? I like to start with definitions. So procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off tasks until the last minute or past their deadline. And and procrastination also is when we are voluntarily and unnecessarily delaying an important task, despite knowing that it'll probably be worse for us. And some researchers even define procrastination as a form of quote, self-regulation failure characterized by the irrational delay of tasks despite potentially negative consequences. Yeah, like self-regulation failure sounds kind of serious, but basically it's just saying not intentionally monitoring and altering our own actions or including our actions, thoughts, and emotions actually. And so If you're a consistent listener of this podcast, you know that we are in the business of paying attention to and taking control of our thoughts, emotions, and actions. So we're going to clean all this procrastination business up today. So let's explore why. Why do we procrastinate? And this is actually a great question, right? Because on the surface, procrastination looks like an irrational behavior, Right? Why on earth would we put something off to the last minute only to feel stressed, anxious, panicked probably, and potentially end up doing a poor job or a less than optimal job? Plus, we tend to feel bad about it afterwards, especially if it has a negative impact on other people. But here's the thing. Procrastination, it's not really about laziness, and it's a little more complicated than simply being a matter of time management. So let's go back to that self-regulation piece. Procrastination tends to be related to an inability to manage discomfort around a specific task. Like think about it. We don't usually procrastinate on fun things, right? We tend to procrastinate things that seem hard or unpleasant, they're stressful, or just plain boring, Right. And if we add to that a fear of not getting it right or fear of what other people will think, we start to get a little clearer picture of why we might procrastinate. So let's explore some of the ways that our brains work against us when it comes to procrastination. I have a long list of thought errors or cognitive distortions that can contribute to procrastination. And I imagine you can add to this list. So listen as I go along, find out which ones stick for you or which ones get in the way. And also think about what I've missed. What are some other things that your brain offers up to you that leads to procrastination? So one of the things we do is we tend to overestimate the time that we have less left to perform a task, right? Like, oh, we can push it off till I have an hour to do this when really it was a six hour task. Um, or we feel motivated or we or we overestimate like how motivated we're going to feel in the future, right? How many of you do that? Like think for sure I'm going to feel really motivated to do this on Monday. So I'm just going to go ahead and put it off. Um, And then we tend to underestimate how long certain activities are going to take, right? And we mistakenly assume that we need to be in the right frame of mind to work on a project. Like we think that we have to be inspired and motivated or compelled, 
right? Also, we tell ourselves that we don't know what needs to be done. It's hard to get started if we don't know what we have to do to make it happen. And that's and related to that is that we have this thought that we don't know how to do something, right? We can't get started because we don't know how. And spoiler alert, when we're doing something new, like we don't actually know the how until after we've done it. Also, we might just not want to do something, right? And when it comes to procrastination, we mistakenly believe that wanting to do something is a prerequisite for taking action, but it's not the case. How many times do you say to your kid who's like, I don't wanna, and you're like, hey, good news. You don't have to want to, you just have to do it, right? The same applies to us. Also, apathy can lead to procrastination, right? If your brain's like, I don't really care if this gets done or not. Not feeling in the mood, which is related to the thought error that we have to be in the right state of mind to take action. And being in the habit of waiting to the last minute, right? Thinking that we work better under pressure. Also, thinking that we need time to think about the task, right? And I want to talk about this one for a second. I actually had a client the other day who was wanting coaching on time management and we were discussing items that she needed to schedule time to do. And she told me that she couldn't schedule a specific time to work on her podcast because, she, and I quote, I can't depend on my brain to perform. Like, yikes. How many of us think like this, right? I can't depend on my brain to perform, to do what it needs to do, to act on command. That's really disempowering, right? I can't depend on my brain. She went on to explain that she had to give it time, right? She had to give her brain time to consider the topic. The best ideas come in the shower or when she's working on something else. And she said things like, I can't force creativity. It just has to come to me. And this belief that we're at the effect of our brains is a theme that comes up a lot around procrastination. And then, but when I was talking to her, I used the analogy of, of a marathon, right? When I compared training one's brain to training one's body for a marathon, she, when I started to explain it, she like fell out of her chair, like hit record on Zoom so she could take in what she was about to say out loud. And she was like, hold on. And she really started to just have like, it was just a think out loud moment, right? She was like, if my brain, if I can, tr if I train my brain to create on demand, it will get easier over time. She's like, it seems impossible right now, but so does running 26.2 miles, right? I couldn't run out the door today and I, maybe I could, but it would feel terrible and it'd be really hard, right? Much like the idea of creating on command, but with training, it's totally doable. And then she wanted to say like, I can actually develop this as a skill set, just like I can develop my muscles and lung capacity over time for a marathon, I can also develop the skill set of being creative during a time that I've decided it's time to be creative. I was like, uh, yep. <laughs> we, because we get, we can get stuck, right? Like we can get stuck believing that our skills, tendencies, and capabilities are fixed traits. But you guys, neuroplasticity would tell us otherwise. We can train the brain. We can train our brain to work for us, not against us. And I'll get into the details of the how in a minute. But back to my list of how our brains get in our way and contribute to procrastination. One of the other ways it does it is by delaying one task in favor of working on another, 
right? Think about when this happens, when it's like, it's on the calendar to write that white paper for a project. And we're like, "Mm, like now really is the time I need to go organize my spice rack alphabetically and by color, right? We delay one task in favor of another. Or uh, what do they call it? Like procrasticlearing, like this idea that like I'm sitting down to work, but first I need to dust my desk and organize my post-it notes by color, right? That thing that it wouldn't feel very important, this task that needs to get done as soon as you got this other task done that you were procrastinating on, right? That's one of the ways to know, like, is this other thing really important? Well, if you had already completed the task at hand, would that other thing seem as important? Maybe not. And one of the biggest factors contributing to procrastination is the notion that we have to feel inspired or motivated to work on a task at a particular moment, right? How many, like show of hands, like right now you're thinking that you're like, yeah, right? So we're all just sort of like sitting around waiting for the lightning boat, excuse me, the lightning bolt of inspiration to slam into us, right? Like that's one, that's a very big contributing factor to procrastination. So I just hit on several thoughts and belief that tend to lead to procrastination. And I want you to just take a moment and think about which ones tend to drive it for you. And also, like I said, maybe there's something that I left off there. You want to tune in to those thoughts that come up that start to drive procrastination in your life. And I also want to talk for a second about the various types of procrastinators. See if any of these sound like you, right? We have the perfectionist. The perfectionist is the one who puts off tasks out of fear of not being able to complete it perfectly. And related to perfectionist are the avoiders. They procrastinate to avoid being judged for how they perform. And then we have the dreamer, excuse me. The dreamer puts off tasks because they're not good at paying attention to detail, right? Or the defier, like, ain't nobody gonna tell me when I need to do something, right? Like they don't believe that somebody should dictate their time schedule, even if it's themselves, <laughs> right? Like nobody's gonna tell me. Um, I was working with a woman the other day and she was like, you're not the boss of me, right? To like her prefrontal cortex. <laughs> it's like the primitive brain will fight against the prefrontal. We're gonna talk about those parts of our brain uh, more in a minute. And then we have the worrier. They put off tasks out of fear of change or leaving the comfort of the known, right? Stepping into the unknown is a problem, so I'm just gonna go ahead and push that off. And then we have the overdoer. This is the one that we take on so much and then we struggle to find time to actually start and complete the tasks. And then there are the thrill seekers or the crisis makers who crave the rush of putting off tasks until the last minute and believe that they work better under pressure. Then there's the decisive, right? That struggles making important or distressful decisions. And this is usually because we're ruminating over several choices we have to make. So do any of those sound like you? Like, think through that. What's getting in your way? What role are you taking on? And I want to just speak for a minute about the consequences of procrastination. And now, if you struggle with procrastination, you're probably thinking, I I do not need this woman to tell me um, the downside of procrastination. I'm well aware. But just in case you need reminding, I'm going to bring it up here, that procrastination, one, it leads to higher levels of stress, right? It also uh, increases burden on our relationships, 
It can lead to resentment from our friends, our family, and our coworkers who have to deal with our procrastination tendencies and the related consequences for them. And in some cases, there are even negative financial consequences, if, such as delinquent bills, right? If we procrastinate opening mail and actually um, paying our bills. So now that you are sufficiently amped up and motivated to kick procrastination to the curb, I'm going to impart some pro tips for overcoming procrastination. First, do a to-do download, right? Sometimes, like we mentioned earlier, sometimes we procrastinate because we're not sure that, we're not sure what all is required to complete the task. So intentionally set aside time to let your brain download everything that it thinks could possibly be needed in order to complete the task at hand. And when you think you have a list of, like you have everything listed, ask yourself what else? And then ask yourself a couple of more times, like what else, what else? And then you probably have a good idea of what needs to be done. And here's a little hack on this part. Like give yourself permission to do just that, right? If the thing that's stopping you from taking action is that you think you don't know what's needed, just be like, look, okay, all I have to do right now is a to-do list download. What all do I think needs to be done? I don't have to take action on it. I just need to get started with the list because we know that action begets action, right? And that getting started can sometimes be the, the thing that will propel the momentum to keep going. Okay, so second thing I wanna talk about is schedule a time to do the thing. That sounds pretty straightforward, but think about how like the to-do list that you have that you never actually take from the to-do list and put it on the calendar at a specific time on a specific day. This is what you need to do to overcome procrastination. Schedule a time to do the thing, okay? And then when it comes time to do the thing, this is step three, eliminate all distractions during that scheduled time. The only options are do the thing or stare at a blank wall. Like nothing else is allowed. Like your notifications are turned off, phone is turned off, notifications on the computer. There's not gonna be an email alert or a social media alert. Nothing else is allowed. No talking, no social media, no eating, no drinking, no complaining, no whining. You are either doing the task at hand or looking at the air, okay? (laughs) This sounds extreme, but I'm gonna talk more about this, right? Because step four is, that's probably going to feel uncomfortable, right? You're going to, but you're going to allow the discomfort and you're going to take action anyway. And this is helpful. This is where it's helpful to remember how our brain works. Like I mentioned the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex a little bit ago. And so I want to tell, so I want to remind us that our, we have the primitive brain, right? Which is like, this is what kept us alive and running from the saber tooth. And then we have our evolved brain. Right. And when you planned the activity that you put on your calendar, you did that from your evolved brain. This is the prefrontal cortex. That's like the adult part of our brain. It's it does the higher order thinking. It operates from logic and executive functionings. It's our highest self. So when it's time to actually do the thing, the primitive brain comes in and it's like a toddler. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I want what I want. I want it right now. And it is not this, right? And so the primitive brain, we have to remember what it's motivated by. It's motivated to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy, right? So it makes sense that it's not going to want to do the hard thing. That's not pleasurable. That feels painful and it takes a lot of energy, but we just got to override that bad boy. The brain wants to seek pleasure and stimulation. 
And so this is where eliminating the distractions is helpful, right? When we decide that the only two options are to complete the task or literally do nothing, we start to train the brain to get pleasure from productive activities versus consumptive activities, right? The primitive brain wants to consume, right? It wants to watch TV, read a book, eat, drink. Consumption is what kept us alive during those caveman days. But this isn't 400 BC, y'all. And so now we have things that we want to do, right? Things that we're not forced to do for survival, but things that we want to do because we want to create our biggest, best, boldest, juiciest life, right? We have goals to achieve. We have results to create. We have a life of purpose that we want to get busy living, okay? So that means that we have to allow the discomfort and take action anyway, right? We have to train the brain to get pleasure from doing productive things rather than consumptive things, okay? All right, and the fifth thing I wanna talk about is do be minus work, As I mentioned earlier, sometimes we procrastinate because of perfectionism. And perfectionism is the enemy of progress. And it's the enemy of done, right? How many of you have heard that? Like perfect is the enemy of done. For the perfectionist, waiting until the last minute creates panic and an urgency to complete the task. So that overrides the perfectionism. But we can decide ahead of time, right? We can just decide we're going to do B and minus work. Commit to getting 80% of the work done as fast as possible. B minus work. A work is not needed. A plus work is not needed. Your valedictorian summa cum laude brain might hurt a little bit right now, but think about it. Giving yourself to do B minus work fast gives you a cushion. It gives you time to review and refine, right? And like I said earlier, action begets action. So if you allow B minus work, that might be the thing that gets you started versus avoiding and doing nothing. When you're like, hey, permission to not get it perfect the first time, like fully granted, just take some action, get something done, get 80% of it done. And if we want to go back and make adjustments and improvement, it's a lot easier to do when you're 80% of the way to done, right? And the last piece to to overcome procrastination is reward yourself. When you get the thing done, high five yourself. Take a moment to luxuriate in the feeling of having completed something you didn't want to do. Notice how you think about yourself the moment you get it done. And then allow yourself to indulge in something fun to celebrate getting her done, right? And this reward might be free time, right? If you actually got the things done that you needed to get done or you did that hard thing, you're like, now it's nap time. Now I can binge watch TV and fully enjoy it because I don't have this thing weighing on my mind of what I should be doing. I can just like fully embrace scrolling social media and doing whatever it is that I want to do, which might be a whole lot of nothing, right? You get to decide, reward yourself for jumping in and taking action. So what do you think? You ready? You all ready to take action on that thing you've been pushing off? Let's do this, right? And if overcoming procrastination seems absolutely impossible, no worries, my friend. You do not have to go it alone. Go over to jessicasmorrow.com to schedule some time with me. I'm here to help you unpack what's getting in the way so that you can get unblocked from procrastination.
You can get started creating those projects that are inside of you or putting away the laundry that's been sitting in the corner for eight weeks. Whatever it is, I am here to help you get started going in the direction of doing what you want to be doing rather than being at the effect of your brain. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free.